Greetings, travelers. Welcome to the Law Seekers podcast. Grab an ale and join our two adventurers as they share their tales of misadventure in the land of Tamriel. Hmm. Here they are at their usual table. Jibs and cash. I mean, like, look, all I'm saying is I think you could probably pull off waxing your head. You're probably right, but after 10 years of shaving my head, I break out in a rash pretty easily. Isn't that weird? Yes. Kind of New York in there. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and you know what else is funny? I am super regimented about having clean blades to shave my head. Are you a Dollar Shave Club guy? I am a Dollar Shave Club guy. Oh. And... On top of that, I still, at least once a month, there's a bloodletting in the shower <laughs> because I have this little nodule in the back of my head that I repeatedly shave off. And then it heals, and yeah. it's getting better, and it's almost gone, and bam! <laughs> cut it off again. <laughs> I cut it off again. <laughs> so it's that like is first world problems. Is that like a, you could just laser that thing off? You know they do that nowadays. I could, but mini me, quit humping the laser. <laughs> yeah, oh. you're right. I could, but I'm too busy playing ESO all the time and things. So I don't know. Huh. I'm lazy. Well, you know, understandable. What yeah. is up, buddy? Not that much, man. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's been a really good day. This has been a good day. I had the day off. It's not obvious that we're here doing the show. I mean, that's. I mean, I'm glad you had the day off. But yeah, yeah, it's just been a lot of work, lots and lots and lots and lots of work lately. Yeah, and, um, it's been a week. Yeah, so, it it definitely has been a week. Um, yeah, I, I want to hear about your week first. My <laughs> week's the same crap every week. So let's <laughs> let's hear something new and fresh. Do something fresh. Man, I always feel like I walk away with stories. There's always stories when you come home from my job. <laughs> Where I work now. But uh, anyway, uh, crazy week. It was a good week. It was a very, very, very good week. Um, I was still, so like last episode, it's pretty evident my vocals were not at their best. And it kind of carried over just a pinch into this episode trying to trying to really nurse it still but uh anyway got this thing it just won't go away i don't know what it is it's not covid i don't know what it is but it uh it's been driving me nuts so yeah it's super weird he has a fever and no fever he can't breathe real well and he's got that pal pale color to his skin and it's not the covets (laughs) i swear it's so funny now i know we talked about another show but when you even have the sniffles oh dude yeah you have the sniffles nowadays, and if you tell anybody, you're like, yeah, man, I just I just wasn't feeling good yesterday. It's not COVID! Yeah, it's the first thing. Do you have COVID? Yeah. No, just, I man, like, I, I, I look, like, it, this is a very serious thing. Uh, people have, you know, there's been a lot of losses. It's just absolutely awful. But good Lord, there's still head colds out there. There's still yeah. allergies. 
There's still such a thing. The funny thing is, like, if you cough or sneeze anywhere in public. Oh, dude. You are getting stares of death. So you better make sure that whatever cough or sneeze you let out of your face holes, you had better make sure it sounds muffled on the way out. If it, if it sounds like there's free air in front of it, you are going to get daggers stared into your face. It's so funny the way that works. You're 100% right. Before the show, oh. I was at Red, my wife and I were at Red Lobster earlier and uh, yeah. sitting in the booth at the bar because I didn't want to, you know, I got, I got this weird thing. It's not weird. I just... It's- I don't want to be around kids. Like I get in this point now, when I'm at a family, re- when I'm at a restaurant, I don't want to be around kids. I just don't. I don't want to hear kids screaming. And I know that's well, super yeah. douchey. And I'm sorry, but you know when the kids at grandmama's and you just want to unwind with your wife. Last thing I want is a kid kicking my chair, my back, and screaming, and me thinking, why not just go to a damn bar? Yeah, it's, um, okay, um, yeah, I don't really know how to come back from, uh, that one since you said that live on the show, but. Well, hang on, I can um, keep going, I can bring it back, <laughs> I, can, I can bring it back from the, so anyway, we're at Red Lobster, at the bar, and, uh, here's the point I was trying to get at, I, I sneezed, and as soon as I did, like, I, I didn't raise my head all the way, and I just looked, like, with, while my head was in my arm, you know, you turn in your arm and cough, or sneeze, you know, cough, whatever. Trying to yeah. do, trying to handle, and you just look up the top of your brow, your brow line, just surveying the area. Like <laughs> that's totally how it goes. Is <laughs> uh, anyone looking? Nope. Okay, we're good. Yeah, eh, absolutely. Good. And you know, I, I kind of get the whole the whole kid thing because when you when you have kids and you're in that phase to where. Your kids scream. Your kids have a tantrum, too. It's just part of kids being kids until you teach them not to have tantrums. Yeah. GD it. I mean, yeah. Um, but, but when you're at, like, you're out of that stage. So it's like I think about it with, like, the, uh, the, the poopy baby diaper, like the, you know, mustard pants. Yeah. I'm out of that stage. So when yeah. I think about that now, I think, dear God, don't ever let me go back to that ever. <laughs> Like the next time I see the poopy diaper stage, it's gonna be my stage. When I am and life about to go out, is that a burden on everybody? <laughs> that's what's gonna happen the next time for me. Actually, probably grandkids. I would imagine that's gonna happen. But when you're out of that stage, like those little things start, those little triggers start to come back to where you're just like. Oh my God! I didn't let my kids scream at a restaurant. Don't let yours <laughs> take that kid outside. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, it's so funny. Chat says the takeaway here is that Jib hates children. <laughs> 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 you know what's funny? You're talking about you having to handle yourself. I'm like, I feel like as we get older, we're just going to be the movie grumpy old men. Like that's oh. where we'll be. Oh yeah. Oh like, for sure. On a microphone somewhere in the United States of America. Especially yeah, if you're moving prob- out Midwest sometime. Yeah, probably uh, podcasting about Elder Scrolls Online, too. Elder yeah. Scrolls Online Reforged. Reforged. Whatever. I don't know. Hey, Rich, what's the next iteration of Elder Scrolls Online going to be called? Stop lurking, Rich. He's flipping me off right now. Yeah, he probably is. Yeah. Okay, I deserve it. Oh. <laughs> Win in Rome. Yeah, so uh, anyway, your your week. My week, sorry. Uh, so, yeah, um, 
yeah, uh, uh, I was trying to recover from whatever this allergy. Apparently, pollen is stupid high in our area, like unrealistically COVID. high. Oh my COVID. god! And so anyway, <laughs> and so anyway, uh, I've been loving my Dragon Knight, loving my Dragon Knight. Uh, man, it's the best relationship of my ESO career. It's the best. It's this the week. best. Oh, I'm in long term. I'm wrapped up. You're in there for love you long time. I love you long time. Okay. Yeah. I like it, dude. Yeah. It's every time I see you log on, you're logging on to your DK. So I'm s- what am I going to do? Complain? Oh, I, I love it, man. It's good stuff. Good. What about good. you? What's your week? Uh, uh, let's see here. What did I do this week? I have been picking everybody's pockets. I've been you're in huge a bane thief. a lot. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm just, um, so I've been uh, playing on my Warden, and um, I finish up Thieves' Guild. Actually, I think I'm on the last quest of the Thieves' Guild questline, but um, just going through that story again, I wanted to hit that before um, Blackwood came out. I was kind of excited about getting that done and getting the Master Thief title. So I got my Master Thief title last night, and uh, probably one of my favorite titles in the game. I absolutely love that one. Um, I got an invite to go run with uh, Hyper Pixie's crew uh, on her stream, and I you did too, but you couldn't make it, which is super bummer. Yeah. Um, we ran uh, Vet Hard Mode Cauldron and Castle Thorn, and we uh, we cleared Hard Mode Cauldron, which uh, is awesome and difficult, but I love that fight that's the one with the big giant baby huey guy that doesn't look like he should be able to deal as much damage to <laughs> you because he has he's got that thing over his face yeah he's the one that looks like the the um the rancor trainer yeah, yeah. In, in, in return of the jedi yep that's only way effing bigger yeah. so um i i really enjoy that dungeon a lot i think that is that last fight is is really challenging and i totally dig it so we cleared that on hard mode and we ran out of time so we could not clear castle thorn on hard mode um but dude that last fight you have you run through castle thorn yet bro since we've been back not since we've been back there's a lot of dungeons since we've been back Okay, please do me this treat. Please do me this treat. Okay. Run it with me. Okay. I would love to run that with you because I had thought I ran it already. And, and so we ran it first time vet hard mode live on stream. And I'm just going, oh, 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 that place is badass. That's awesome. So, okay. All right. Um, the last fight is like, like scale caller hard mode sadistic. Ooh, all right. It is very difficult. Um, but, dude, Lady Thorn is one of the coolest bosses I've ever seen. Ever. I, man, it's been a moment Bruh. since I've ran it. It's it's vague, but I do remember that briefly. And So you did run it? We we ran it when it first dropped. I never ran, I have never I ran Vet Hard Mode on it. I remember it, though. I didn't, man, I'm old, so maybe that's part of it, but I didn't remember it. I haven't, I haven't ran it a ton. So, I know that. We, we should just, let's just plan on running again. Okay. Yeah. Dude, she turns into bats. 
That's cool. Oh, my God. That fight is so freaking hard on hard mode, but really, really, really fun. So I got that done. And then um, probably one of the pinnacles of my adult life took place today. You, uh... I'm not even going to let you... I'm not even going to let you go there. (laughs) Okay. Bastard. (laughs) Okay. Metamarco, you bastard. (laughs) (laughs) No. No, 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 no. All right. Okay. Hi, daughter. Oh, yeah. Downloaded and installed Elder Scrolls Online. That is awesome. Oh, my God. I was loving oh. it. And, and what picture did I send you in, in, in a moment of weakness and lament? Why don't you go ahead and tell them? I'm took a a picture, I took a picture of, of my, the back of my daughter's head and her screen here. And she was on the character creation screen, and she chose a Sork, which I was like, excellent. But she rolled a freaking Dark Elf. Yes! And all, like, all on her own. I didn't say a word. She's just like, Dad, I'm making my character. Come on upstairs. So I came upstairs, and I was like, oh, my God, like, you're playing the game. And she saw the Dark Elf on the screen, and I went, oh, oh, you went Dark Elf. (laughs) And she goes, I know she is so cute. Aww. And I just went, I went, mother. <laughs> so I took a picture of it and I sent it to Jim's. <laughs> My daughter's looking at me like, are you okay? And I went, totally fine. Don't worry about it. I'll <laughs> teach you the <laughs> lore later. <laughs> uh, so, um, so yeah. So, next. <laughs> dude, I'm telling you, it, um, and, and it is, if you take somebody that has not played MMOs before and... Um, it, the one thing I told her is like, look, like this is a story driven game. So pay attention to the story and read these tool tips because they'll really it's it's complicated. So just know that this is good. Learning the game is going to be a process. And if you think of it as you're there to really take in the story, all the stories and to to build your character like one step at a time and watch your character progress to be more powerful and get more things. And I said, all the other stuff you're going to love. The costumes, all of the oh. cosmetic stuff, the housing, yeah. the gathering and craft. Like, you're going to fall in love with all that stuff. But just take the game as story-driven and you're going to watch your character grow and you're going to love it. And we started to go through Cold Harbor and I was just standing behind her and like letting her do everything. I helped her with some settings and teaching her how light attacks and heavy attacks work and all that stuff. And uh, by the time we were done, she was like, Dad, I think I'm really going to like this. And like all of her gamer friends want to play too. Oh, that's awesome. So, oh, dude. So I, that was a, it was really a moment for me. I was pretty darn stoked to watch my teenager get into this. And I was like, Anything you need, I'll get for you. <laughs> if you like it, I'll get you a sub, and then you can have an endless crafting bag. I'll take, I'll take, I'll roll a character with you. So oh. I rolled, yeah, dude. I rolled a um, another. <laughs> I rolled another Templar healer to um, kind of go through the game with her while she's playing, and that I can awesome. keep, I keep her and her friends alive. Yeah, so I just. So stoked, dude. That's awesome. Like that, was, that was a moment for me. We need to get so. her in a group with us and in Discord, and we need to run dungeons. 
Take her oh, yeah. through dungeon content or whatever yeah. content. It can be whatever she wants content. That would just be yeah. so much fun. Yeah. When she um when she she got to uh like summon her first pet, she's yeah. like, Well what what skill should I take dad? And I was like, Next one, go to go to Daedric Summoning, go to Daedric Summoning. <laughs> so she goes to that and I go, You want that skill right there, because that is that dude is gonna do a bunch of damage for you. And she got to summon him, she's like, oh, he's cute. And I was like, that thing chews on cords. He's not that cute. But anyway, oh, so awesome. it's, just, it's cool watching all of that happen for the first time. And really, like, my last point is I got to see from a person who's never played an MMO before, I got to see how, how well the tutorial walks you through things. Yeah. Because as I was explaining it to her, she's blocking She's she's freaking bashing to to stop attacks and stuff. I was like, okay, <laughs> looks like you got it, <laughs> right? So that was pretty cool to uh, to watch. And she's actually reading the tooltips and stuff. And yeah, it it works as intended. So it's pretty cool, man. Man, that's so cool. Yeah, that's yeah. like a coming of age thing. You know, it's yeah. just like ah, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's a good moment. Yeah, really good moment. That's good stuff. Well, congratulations, Dad. That's awesome. Thank you. I've done well. <laughs> you rolled a 20. I rolled a 20. Oh, hey, I forgot to tell you something before we get started. Uh-oh. Um, I finished Markarth. Oh, I, I already know this because we talked about it on the phone, but we didn't give. <laughs> just keep going so right. the people know. <laughs> they don't know that we know, but now they know. Yeah. Uh... You know, I maybe we, I don't know if we'll talk about this episode. It's not even the notes. Like, I guess came to my no, came to mind. Yeah, like, I, should we like no. do a like a review no. of Mark Karth? Like, we can, I mean, people already pretty much know I mean, what they, I think about it, but because I talked about it on last show, but like I wanted to hear like you just like give me the bullet points. All right, bullet points are this. Uh, I love it. Um, the story the characters have depth. I found it to be very um, unpredictable, and I it feels more like a um, a even Western Skyrim captured those feels from 2011, hundred percent. But I feel like the Reach dialed it up to a hundred with that with those feels, and it felt even more like it captured Skyrim. So in that regard, I feel as though the Reach captured Skyrim better than Western Skyrim, um, I, and I loved, I loved the story. I loved the story a lot, and uh, the characters, mm-hmm. um, the the area. Uh, you know, I, when I compare Western Skyrim and and the Reach, sorry, this isn't bullet points. I'm a podcaster. The the Western Skyrim. Like, there was an article that came out leading up to its release on Greymore. And I'm not going to say the article because anyone who's not played it, I don't want them to, you know, to know. But there was an article. It was a Meet the Character article that talked about a specific character. And there was one sentence in that Meet the Character that immediately I'm like, I bet this is what's going to happen. And that never left my mind. And then as I played Western Skyrim, that thing happened. And I'm just like, oh, man. And but with this, so I I say it to say coming over to Markarth, and you know it's just like it was so kind of unpredictable, and these things are happening, and it's just like oh, oh, 
You know, it's just everything, all about it, from top to bottom. Uh, the Dwemer, dude, the Dwemer ruins. Wow. Just, yeah. wow. Uh, the visuals were stunning. Yeah, their take on uh, the Dwemer content that was was in there. I mean, it's it's funny to see how the Dwemer can be gone, but the Dwemer are not gone. I mean, they were so profound in the Elder Scrolls universe that they left their mark. Absolutely left their mark. And the storyline kind of details things that have to do with Dwemer, if you haven't played through it. And... Um, the locations that you go to will blow your mind. Yeah. It's it's very a lot of those areas are very Dwemer. Yeah. And it makes the story like that much more special. Right. Right. It was it was fantastic. So yes. Good man. Ten out of ten. Good, good, good. Yes. Was, I, good. I, I uh I do agree too that it was um I think it felt more visceral and raw. Yeah. The story and the zone. Yeah. Felt much more raw and and uh wild yeah. than um than uh, Western Skyrim did. Because Western yeah. Skyrim being so close to solitude has an air of civilization. Oh, uh, where absolutely. they do a, they do a really good job in Markarth of making you feel the wild. Yeah. And how and how living off the land is such a staple in the in the in the Reachman culture. Yeah, that um, I think that was sold very 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 well. And uh, you know, just one point on that is one of the things that really made me feel that way. And I, we're going to talk about this coming up, so I'm not going to like expand on it too much. But is the music? Oh yeah! Well, man, yeah. that really had that feel. So we're going to touch on that a little bit later. Yeah, hundred percent. So, anyway, um, I, I kind of like to expound on that later. I don't know if we can talk about maybe compare and contrast uh, like chapter releases from the last three years. You know, since they've done this these chapters, yeah. I, I don't know something. We'll figure out something. We gotta do something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, all right. Well, are you ready? Yeah. Well, that was a long intro. That was a long yeah. I'm intro. totally, right, totally cool. ready. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome. This is episode one sixteen of the Lore Seekers podcast. Where we talk about Elder Scrolls Online. We are your hosts. I am Jibs, and I'm joined by Cash. Boop, boop, boop. Hi. <laughs> Hi. <laughs> Last right, week, I think we <laughs> pretty much got out everything that I was going to say right there about yeah. five minutes ago. Yeah. So. Right. yeah. Last week on the show, we talked to Matt Fyroar uh, on the Washington Post. Oblivion Portals answered your mail. Uh, talked to Explorers Celebration and uh, Lore Lesson on the Dramora, which was pretty awesome if you missed that one. But uh, this week on the show... We are recapping ESO Live. We are talking Blackwood pre-purchase rewards. The Elder Council. Coloring ESO. But no one expected that one. And uh, Laurel Lesson on the city of... Leoween. Yeah, that's a good one. Yep. That's a good city. Cool. All right. Well. Oh, right on time. Here it comes. I've been looking for you. Yeah? Got something I'm supposed to deliver. Uh -huh. Your hands only. I regret nothing. It's so sad. I mean, it's it the guy's right. job. It's the guy's job, and you are abrasive and mean. After a while, it's like to taunt him. God, no wonder nobody uses. I hope so. No wonder nobody ever uses a postal service anymore. 
Boy, Amazon does. They bring my packages on Sundays. Amazon does not use the Postal Service. Amazon uses Amazon. In your neck of the woods? Yeah. You don't have an Amazon truck come to your house? No. We use the USPS here for our Amazon package deliveries. Wow, that is bad passwords. <laughs> That's not the way well, it's I- supposed to be done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they deliver... Uh, USPS does not deliver on Sundays except for Amazon packages here. Interesting. Dude, I am not Four kidding you. Like I live on I live on a cul-de-sac of 77 houses. I must see that Amazon. If I were to sit outside of my house, well, I kind of know because my cameras pick up big vehicles that drive by. Yeah. I probably have 40 times, I would say, a day an Amazon vehicle comes down the street. Don't they do drones out there? Isn't that a thing yet? No. Don't they deliver them by drone? No. Uh, well, like crash and burn? And that never no. went anywhere. This is Southern, Southern California. Somebody would shoot it down or hit it with a bat or steal it. Bye, Maybe not in my neighborhood. Got but my crossbow out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Anyway. People. So let's talk some news. All right. So don't miss out. Pre-purchase Blackwood now to snatch up these rewards is coming to us from Elder. Oh, wait. Hang on. Hey, we got to give a massive shout out to the friends over at Imperial Library. Big congrats on oh, their yes. community spotlight over at lscrollsonline.com. That's awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's uh, I think it was a good time to give them some love. They um they have been a uh resource for us for a long time. So, um and the one of the important things I think to remember is that the Imperial Library started, it didn't start as the Imperial Library, it started as Xanathar's Library. And that happened in 1998. Oh my gosh, I had no idea it was that long. Yes, yeah, 1998. I think I was... Eight? Eight years old? Yes, I was eight years old in 1998. All right. Nobody will believe that, but yeah, anyway. (laughs) Um... So, it, uh, pretty freaking cool. Uh, there, the original thing that Xanathar's library did was Dragonlance content and Elder Scrolls content. That's pretty awesome. It is cool. I mean, because the whole Dragonlance series is it's mythic. It's mythic in in you know the nerd space for sure. So, anyway. Just really, really cool. It's a cool article, and I think uh, I think it is a good time to really give them some love. If you guys have never been to the Imperial Library, absolutely unbelievable site with tons of deep lore dives. Yeah, there's something to be said about that old, like nostalgic um, content, like MMO content from back in the late '90s. Early two yeah. thousands, like those, just that, like raw, like anytime you're reading articles from back then, you know, it's just like, man, that was a good time. It's just the way that everything read when you'd read it, and uh, so anyway, that's cool. I, I didn't realize they've been around since nineteen ninety eight. That's cool. They have now, and if you if you can just just picture this, riddle me this, Batman. The amount of work that it would take to keep a site like that up, every single time. There is new content added to a game. They have a team of people that play through the game, transcribe the things that are in the game, 
and turn that turn that transcription into articles that basically summarizes the lore of what happened. Yeah. And Jibs and I talked about this on our last show when we talked about the the pure amount of lore that is in the Elder Scrolls world to date. In 25 plus years of games and books, only two. I'm going to dig that in every chance I get. Two books. Um, and just additional content. And these sites like UESP and Imperial Library have to take all that information and update their sites with it constantly. And that is like, holy crap. So like, if you look at the sites, they will have very, very, very up to the date uh, information on a lot of the quest lines. And, um, you know, like take for instance, the IMGA, somebody mentions the IMGA and elder scrolls online. It is put on those sites under the heading of the IMGA. You know, even if it's a, a line from a lore book or something that an NPC says, that information makes it to these sites, which makes it makes it that more impressive. And if there, if it wasn't for these sites, well, lore seekers would not exist. I mean, the amount of lore lessons that we've done would not be able. We would probably wouldn't be able to do them. As often as we do them, we would have to go and search for that lore within the game. So our hat is off to to sites like um, like the Imperial Library and UESP for putting that stuff out. And the official Elder Scrolls Wiki and just thank you. Yeah. Because we would not be where, you know, Lore Seekers wouldn't be what it is. Our show wouldn't be what it is without you. I, I agree so, 100%. It's a... Uh, yep. It's unique. And that you talk about a labor, you know, any kind of content creation, it's... It's always a labor of love. It doesn't matter if it's videos, articles, whatever it is. It's a labor of love. And truly what they do is a labor of love. So, yes, much thanks and much appreciation. Like, you go to their site right now, and they have a Blackwood preview. They have an they have an, uh, an article put up there it's, uh, by uh, Benefactor, it looks like. This was put out in 421. Yeah, tw- Benefactor is tw- a good friend tw- of ours. Yeah, 2021. And it's the coolest article I've seen on prelude coverage it doesn't spoil anything you know it talks it's basically locations then and now in blackwood so leia went back in the oblivion game they have the screenshot next to the eso oh my god yes talk about I the just ex- i just experienced this bro when i was writing this lore lesson for this week that's incredible i cannot even describe how well zoss has done it just in the screenshots I've seen, because you and I have not played PTS, uh-uh. um, and uh, just the screenshots that I have seen of Leowin, the city, the surrounding areas, and Blackwood, oh my god. Incredible. It's going to be good. It's going to be really good. T-minus 10 days. Is it really? Well, yeah, it's the 21st as of this recording. Oh, yeah. I'm like going through my math, like okay, twenty one plus ten. <laughs> so, I think sorry, you guys. <laughs> sorry, oh, not man. good at the math. The numbers are hard. That's awesome, though. Well, yeah. anyway, congrats, Imperial Library Community Spotlight. That's awesome. Doing the divine's work right there. 
Yes, uh, let's see what else we got here. Don't miss out. Pre-purchase Blackwood now to snatch up these rewards. It's coming to us from ElderScrollsOnline.com. Well, if you haven't already had the chance to purchase the uh, pre-purchase, the upcoming Blackwood chapter, which, like Cash says, releases in 10 days for PC, Mac. Uh, what would it be? 18, 17, 18 days for con- console? Um, yeah, that's not bad. That's less time, isn't it? Isn't that less time than it normally is um, for console for the console release? I feel like you you're right. I think it's shorter by a week. Yeah, because it's normally like two three weeks, right? I thought it was two weeks. I could be wrong though. I'm not sure. You're probably wrong. Yeah, it's probably accurate. Yeah, my wife would probably say the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're probably wrong. Yeah, probably wrong. Um, anyway, so you have until June 1st for PC and Mac and June 8th if you want to get these in-game rewards. So here's what those are. For those of you, if you're not sure, you're kind of on the fence, yeah, well, here's what you can get. All right? You get the Dramora Ken Reeve outfit. Do you remember what the Ken Reeves are, friends? We covered that uh, two weeks ago in a lore lesson. Okay, so our gyps keep going. That was actually a really, really good lore lesson. That's um, fun. Uh, aren't, aren't they? That's a um, that's a uh, rank in the um, the uh, the is it the army or just the yeah in yeah. the Dramora military? The Kinreeve is one of eight ranks. Oh, what's really cool is it's totally a throwback mm-hmm. to Oblivion because that's a lot of the style of armor that you would see back in that game. Yep. Uh, Deadlands Wamasu Pet, one Iron Astronaut Crate, three Blackwood Treasure Maps, and two Experience Scrolls. So you can get that right now mm. on your pre-purchase rewards. If you had you, me at Crate. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Crate, did you see that new trial uh, That new trial training dummy that just got put in the uh, Crown Store? Yeah, she's nasty. Dang. Yeah. Damn, girl. Yeah. She is nasty. I bought it. Totally bought it today. <gasps> and, uh. Damn! Hi, Rolla. That's like 6,000 crowns, isn't it? Yeah, it is. Six G's. I, Damn. Uh, hey, uh, put that in my house, would you? I almost tonight. sent you one. I thought about it. Don't do that. But then I thought, treat yourself, You're... sucker. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> then I thought, damn. <laughs> uh, You're too cheap. <laughs> I am not buying I'm, that for you. I, was, I forget who oh, I forget what comedian it was. Oh, I can't. Like Cat Williams, and he, he does this bit. He's like, "And my son made a pimp decision, and I do not <laughs> regret it." And I'm just like, "Yes, totally <laughs> what I did." <laughs> we have to use that. <laughs> he made a pimp decision. <laughs> oh, that's not good though. That's degrading. <laughs> Only if you take it to heart. Don't I take don't. it to heart. No, because no, I have a sense of humor. Oh, it's so fair. To, there. It's okay to laugh in the world. We all need yeah, laughter. We can laugh. We can laugh. We can laugh. Anyway. <laughs> so, uh, if you, uh, anyway, hey, that, that trial training dummy is awesome. Um, if you have never purchased a trial training dummy before, it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool. She's huge. She's every bit of probably two to three character models tall um pretty awesome pretty awesome it's an investment 6k is an investment that's a huge witch <laughs> you know what i'd like to see uh no go we, on you know what we need we need a jingle for walla crazy crap when we talk walla crazy stuff okay i want it yeah 
Yeah, so if we're if gonna Rich fiber is, this or we're gonna make it. If Rich if Rich is still in here, this is when he goes, Boop. <laughs> I'm out. You guys are crazy. I would love to oh. see a trials dummy that hit back. Oh or at least yeah. or at least like made you move so you can so you can truly get that would be a true parse. If you could and if you had you know how they have like the trials actual yeah. trials dummy that that yeah. every, that your your whole trials group can hit yeah so you can see what your group dps is if there would be like maybe he or she puts some aoe's on the ground uh, that you have to move around and continue your part and continue your parse um or you know like drops a dot on you it's not it's not going to kill you or ruin anything but just to like throw you off your parse a just a wee bit um, I think that would be pretty cool to be able to truly gauge what your DPS would be. I would like that. You know? Yeah, I've that never, would be super cool. I agree. Um, I don't. I bet that'd be a coding nightmare. <laughs> but to have really? something, See, I, I mean, like you know, because you know, if they did it, they, they you know how Zoss is. If they're going to do something, they're going to go all out. So it would totally be yeah. an entire thing. You know, an encounter probably. And uh, I would like that more because I, you know, if I'm being honest. I've never been a huge fan of what is required for a high number parse. And this is coming from a I'm playing stamp, but this is come this opinion is coming from a magicka standpoint. Because certain skills that you slot and certain, you know, things that you wear just for a parse. I'm like, but I'm not wearing that when I'm in the group. I get why. Oh yeah, you know you're talking I mean? like mother, mother sorrow, sororias, yeah. and you know maybe a monster, whatever yes. monster. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. And, and my I'm head's tracking. like, like, look, like I'm, I'm not wearing this one. I'm in the group, so this isn't accurate. At the end of the day, no matter how great or how solid my parse is, this isn't accurate. This is what I'm doing in group, and uh, so I would, I would kind of like to, you know, I wonder what that would look like. That is, you know, you've talked about that wall of crazy on that one, uh, long time ago. But I, I yeah, think it we, still holds we need, true. We need a wall of crazy bumper because, like, I think I think that fuels a lot of yours and I's conversation about um, about the game. And uh, I got a little wall of crazy thing I'm going to talk about in a little while too. Ooh, I'm excited! All right, yeah. You know what you need to do? What? We need to have a, a wall of crazy show. A wall of crazy. That's when. How fun would that? By Rich. <laughs> We've already been canceled by Rich. He's already he's been like, bloop, he's got his earbuds in right now and he's listening to he's <laughs> listening to Dragon does. Force. <laughs> that's when he slowly puts that earbud down and he goes, and that's a solid no. f you. I'm out. He's he's already in the garage working, doing woodworking. Yeah, he is. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, <laughs> yeah. There's another one I want to talk about as, All right. as we come up here. But, I'm excited. Oh, yeah. Yeah, All right, yeah. Cool. Yep. Um, all right, so anyway, hey, if you like the sound of those rewards, uh, if you choose a collector's edition, you'll receive additional in-game items at launch. This includes in-game pets, mounts, hang on, I'm saying plural, let me rephrase that, in-game pet, mount, outfit style, and more. And don't forget the, above, the pre-purchase rewards that we did speak about. They're only available now, and only until Blackwood Chapter launches. So don't miss out. You know, like, Dude. I often... <laughs> Ten days. It's oh, ten days away. I can't even believe it. I know, man. It's like yeah. uh this has been a weird This has been a weird year for I feel for me personally playing ESO. 
It's been, that was the understatement of 2020 and 2021, agreed. what you just said right there. I, yeah. I, yes. This has been a weird this year. Everybody's weird. like, yeah, what else do you got? <laughs> yeah, right? Well, I mean, like playing it and like you're just going and it's and it's 100% because, you know, we took a break and we're coming back. I know this is at 100% where it's coming from because we genuinely missed the meat of the expansion journey this past year because we yes. were on a break. We were on a break! We were on a break! <laughs> Such a good scene. Uh, and so it's weird it's weird feeling it feels like in my head that uh graymore just dropped two months ago but in my visuals we have a we're going to oblivion in 10 days it's awesome it's exciting all new things are coming out we've got new crown crates coming uh this all starts on the 26th for that stuff i mean 26th of may so (laughs) Booch and Chat says, wait, you took a break. <laughs> yeah, we took a little one. Oh, yeah, it's, it's funny yeah, that you yeah. say that because uh, because coming back into it, and we've already talked about on the show, like emphatically, how awesome the release schedule is with, with Zoss oh, and how they're just like, so everything good. just click, 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 click. Well, try taking a break and coming back and covering it. Yeah. <laughs> You know, it's like, oh my god! Oh my god! Where do we start? Yes. I don't even know where to start. And then uh, we have to, you, we have to go through and play through the content, which is like when I got Markarth, because I played, you know, we played through all Western Skyrim and finished that up, and then, um, then we took our break, and we came back, and I knew, like, okay, if I don't get Markarth done before the next chapter releases, I don't deserve to be covering this game. And oh. we both made it made it a priority to finish it, and, oh, and we yeah. did, and I'm very happy about that. But along with that, you had tons of changes to the game, brand new yeah. sets, um, a lot a lot of um, changes to the to skills in the game. So we we got to come back to a lot of freshness with what class, like what new classes were the new hotness, and the new uh, champion point system. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I think I think I sh- I'm patting you and I on the back. Like we came back and got caught up very quickly on the things that we needed to know in order to adequately cover the show, so we didn't sound like you know Tweedledee and Tweedled <laughs> dipshit. <laughs> well, that's every um, episode. <laughs> yeah, pretty much every episode anyway. But um, but I but I see what you're saying. It's just been it's a lot of stuff that you got to catch up on when you come back. But it just it's just another testament to the fact that the game is just absolutely thriving right now. And mm-hmm. they have been for several years now. Yeah. So if you're a returning player, like don't be overwhelmed, just pick a point and enjoy the journey. Yeah. Oh, Oh gosh. You know? Yeah. Nail on the head there, man. Like the yeah. agreed, you know, their, their release schedule Still to this day, I mean, just like like they what they're what they have accomplished here, straight up, what they have done with this chapter release. No matter how you slice it, you can say whatever you want. Heck, you can call us fanboys about it. What they did was a feat. They did all of this, all of this, which you're about to experience from home, all yeah. from home. 
Uh, yeah. When um, this this is, and to keep that release ca- schedule, that never faltered. Not one time did that falter. Is they still held to the release schedule while working from home with all the crazy crap going on. Like, look, this should be a celebration because that's a feat. It really is. Even at at the height of COVID, they released Graymore a week over schedule. A week. That was that. Oh. And y- you know, like that week was probably lost when the world shut down, and everybody had to transition to doing to you know get back into the groove of doing stuff at home. So they're moving equipment. Yeah. Um, you know, they're having probably to move their offices to their house. So, yeah, give them a week. And then, boom, it released. So, yeah. I, I consider that on schedule. Like, I consider that better than on schedule. It's amazing. That's what it is. It really, yeah. it really, really is amazing. So, hey, look, if you're wanting to get involved with some of these pre purchased items, I get it. You know, it, I have felt in the past sometimes whenever you would buy things, and I'm not speaking to ESO. I'm just speaking in general with gaming. Sometimes whenever you do pre-purchase rewards, you're like, I don't know if anyone else ever gets that feeling. I have had that feeling where when everyone else has it, and it's out and about, and you have it, it feel, may feel less special. Like, it's just because it's so, it's so present. But I will say this, if you've ever felt that in ESO, you equally will feel in the long run, when you're doing your things, when you're out running them around, you're enjoying the world, and you have those items, that's when I'm glad that I... That's especially when I'm glad that I purchased them. You know? So, oh, yeah. Apples yeah. to apples. But Oranges anyway. to oranges. Yeah. Or pears. Onions to onions. Onions have layers. Do you know this past week was the 20th anniversary of Shrek? Yes, we... Wait a minute. You're old. I am old because I'm trying to recall when we just talked about that. Did I talk about that with you or was that with other friends? I don't remember. It must have been you because I don't have other friends. (laughs) (laughs) Mystery solved. Um, It's a small table. How many chairs No, No, you know what? We were talking about that on Pixie's stream the other night. And I I I was blown away. And the, the chat actually looked it up, and they said, "Yeah, it was it was 2001 oh. that the first Shrek came out." Eddie Murphy, right. man! Holy crap, Donkey! <laughs> what are you doing in my swamp? <laughs> <laughs> it's still amazing. Oh, I love that freaking what? movie, dude. That's yeah. a good movie. That's a good movie. Yeah. Um. All right, so yeah, hey, go check that out, ElderScrollsOnline.com. Next, we got Meet the Characters for the Elder Council. It's coming to us again from the ElderScrollsOnline.com. And um, oh, boy's getting a little raspy, me a little water here. But uh, anyway, hey, Bear. this is... <laughs> Bear. Bear. You ever been to a stadium? Bear. 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 Right. Yeah, you mean the one where you pee in troughs? Yeah. yeah I've been. <laughs> yeah. I've been, I've been to stadiums. <laughs> I've done my pee and trough time. Yeah, Jesus. <laughs> so anyway, hey, uh, we got a really, really good meet meet the character here, and I really like how these, um, 
I really like how these are being set up for the release of Oblivion, and it really leaves you with questions. And But it gives you some little tidbits here and there, you know, for, like, who the Imperial Elder Council is. And I'm sure at some point we're going to do an actual lore lesson on the Imperial Council, so I don't want to, like... Mm, it's so funny you should foreshadow this. Oh, crap. Is that next week? <laughs> no. Oh, okay. No, I got another one next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, yeah, it talks about, you know, how they were once the finest collection of politicians and advisors in Tamriel. Um, but they kind of, well, they kind of went absent, fell silent um, since the fall of the Empire and the start of the Three Banners War. And it was, um, you really saw, I kind of like how they talk about that because, you know, when you come into the end of Markarth, in a way, it's, they re, uh, the Three Banners War is very well addressed in Markarth, and it you know it, it's seen when everything wraps up, and I like that you're kind of seeing this here, and then it kind of goes into talking about, and I want to get your opinion on this. I say, quote, now rumors of Abner Tharn's exploits spring up like mold on cheese, including the latest underlying latest reports of Tharn sightings in northern elsewhere. Now, end quote. Now, I don't want to be that guy. Uh, but, you know, Elsewhere was a really interesting storyline for Tharn. Um, you know, uh, the the entire from beginning to end. And it makes me wonder, like, is he back in Northern Elsewhere? Or are they hearing this way late? Well, they definitely... No, I see, I see what you're saying. No, I, I think that is just because when you look at the timeline, the timeline of ESO is only a few years, right? But it, the amount of content that's happening within those years, with within the timeline and when the Three Banners War takes place, um, there's a lot, a lot going on. So, and then you got to understand too, like they don't have iPhones. Tamriel doesn't have iPhones. They may be able to scry stuff and do all that stuff, but <laughs> you look, if you look at something as basic as Anandor or. Adon, uh, Adendora. Adendora. What? Who is the person who wrote this? Okay. Adendora, who set, it sounds female, it's a very beautiful female name, is a chronicler at large. In our modern society, we don't really have that, right? Yeah. Because we don't need it. We have the internet, we have people who, you know, write books and they put them straight onto Amazon, right? Stop publishing. Boom, it's on Amazon. Tamriel does not have that. So information from province to province and zone to zone and area to area is going to travel much, much slower. Now, I would assume being so close to elsewhere that the Elder Council in the area that they're in, in Cyrodiil, probably got word of Abner Tharn sightings pretty quick. But to answer your question, I think that the mention of Abner Tharn being in elsewhere during this particular article, the Elder Council, where are they now? I think that is speaking of his time um, fighting dragons in elsewhere. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. Now, that is not to say that he might not pop up in Blackwood. Because That'd it be is so close. So with the timeline, he very well could have traveled. I mean, shoot, you can travel in a day with Sidic Scrying. 
right? Or with uh, with Sigic, um relocation. I mean, you look look at way shrines. Yeah, you know, way shrines is it's magic. You're using magic to get from point A to point B. So, yeah, I think travel could happen uh, incredibly quick. So, if I were to see him pop up, my initial thought would be. Abner Thorns in this chapter? What a douche. <laughs> what a douche. Yeah, I'd oh. be stoked, though, because Abner Abner grew on me a little bit in Elsewhere. Um, then, you know, it's just because he bags on Larry so much. It's like, dude. Yeah. Don't act that way. I'll freaking sick sigh on you. Speaking of sigh. I know, right? I know what you're going to talk I'm about. Not, I'm not talk- talking about it. No, no I'm not ruining that. On. I'm not ruining that. I just, my mouth, Let's, there was one moment in that story where my mouth dropped. Uh, that was it. Yes. Confirmations. That's all I'm going to say. Anyway. Uh, so anyway. We'll move on from that. Go, go, <laughs> if you want to know more about the Elder Council, <laughs> go check it out. They're the Imperial Rulers of Leowin. I don't want to spoil the read for you. It's very, very, very good. Um, a lot of A lot of good details in there. So yeah, um, um, yeah. I, I guess we'll leave it there if we don't want to spoil any of it. It is a good read. Um, it just it goes to show that the Imperial Council is uh, Imperial Elder Council, which uh, you know the originations are in Cyrodiil. We're very close. Well, we're in Cyrodiil, friends, yeah. um, which we're going to talk about here pretty soon with our lore lesson. But um, just know that they are going to play a big role in our storyline. I look forward to seeing the dynamic because uh, of these Imperials versus the Imperials of the North. Or wait, where is it? Where is this located on the map? This would be. This is Leowin, so this is going to be Southern Cyrodiil. Southern, yeah, yeah, Southern. So yeah, this is this is. I think you're going to see a different kind of Imperial here, and I know it was made mention by. Um, <laughs> what. I'm not laughing at you. Oh, we're well, just gonna I... see the, we're just gonna see the douches. <laughs> they're all gonna be incredibly imperial and doucher. I think it's gonna, they're gonna be a little different because what was it? Uh, it was Jay that talked about it, I believe, on the, um, what video was it? I'm sorry. Uh, anyway, it talked about it's one of the trailers that the kind of they dove into um, what you can expect in Blackwood and how the Imperials have kind of like seceded from you know yes their official post and so I look I look forward to seeing if they're any different in that regard like with their attitude because let's be honest they're all douches (laughs) well I don't know maybe they'll change and get a little more needy when there's uh, oblivion portals spawning all over their homeland yeah, that and the whole city of Leowin's kind of like a melting pot anyway, so it's kind of... If they only knew what was coming in the next era. <laughs> like, I know they're not going to be alive, but... Spoiler alert. Yeah, old Mayroon's Dagon ain't done. He figured it <laughs> out. <laughs> like, how does that feel going into this chapter knowing that no matter what you do, <laughs> he is going to come back and take a giant poop on Tamriel again? Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> There is that feeling. Yeah. Never thought of that yep. way. <laughs> yep. 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 Uh, wow. Huh. 
Yeah, it's a good article though. Don't don't uh, don't miss the read, you guys. These actually are. I'm really stoked that they uh, they fired these up because it goes to show how story driven Elder Scrolls Online is. Oh yeah. Despite the fact that people tap through the thing, just tap tap tap. I just want to kill oh, kill don't kill. Don't do that. Don't do that. Slow down. Smell the Imperials. Well, I imagine they smell like sweet mahogany. I was thinking jasmine with a touch of honey. Maybe sex panther. 60% of the time, <laughs> it works all the time. I was going to you picked that up. Well played, sir. Uh, okay. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Dang it. Who put a question mark on, <laughs> on the teleprompter again? You stay classy, San Diego. <laughs> oh, well played. Thank you, oh, sir. Thank you. Thank, mm. you. thank you. Thank you. Thank <laughs> uh, <laughs> I love lamp. Brick. Are you just looking at things and saying what you love? All right, move on. All right. I'm sorry. There's so many lines. It's going to turn into a uh, a movie entertainment podcast. Survive. All right. Uh, All right. So bring some color to Blackwood with these new coloring pages. This is coming to us from LScrollsOnline.com. Look, you want to get get the whole family involved with the release of Blackwood? You can. In fact, we're going to have a family family art day here at the old compound. I think we're going to do this. But uh, anyway... Awesome looking coloring pages from the uh, from the team for Blackwood. You've got uh, old Evil Eye and uh, <laughs> oh dear lord! <laughs> you got Lyrinth. Uh You got a little bit of Maroons in there, and uh, you got the uh, Breton or is she Imperial? Is that Imperial or Breton? You got a lot of bit of Maroons in there. Yeah. Check him out. He's all six-packed out, wearing a vest. Yeah, why is he have a six-pack? And, and a Batman utility belt. Check that thing out. <laughs> <laughs> could you imagine could You imagine sitting down with the family and you're like, Grandma, we're going to do some coloring. Do you want to color? Oh, I love to color. Oh, that, that's a devil. That's a devil. Why are why are you giving me the devil to color? Oh, I'll take the frog. <laughs> oh, now your back's going to hurt, Grandma, because you just pulled lids. Okay. Uh, oh, man. Utility belt and all. Yeah, he really does. That's a nice pull. I did not notice. That's all I see now. Yeah. Yeah. He has uh, four arms and a bat utility belt. It's not fair that he has and abs. great pectoral muscles. Well, he doesn't eat carbs. Oh. I, I haven't had a carb since 2006. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, hey, you want to color? There's awesome stuff. Everything themed within Blackwood. Go print them off. Have some fun with the family. They are awesome. So, recap. ESO Live. Is that ESO Live today? Yes. And it is Fantastic. That was, um, I know you listened. Uh, I think you're on your way home from work, so you had it tuned in into your car. Yeah. Um, I got. I watched it live, uh-huh. and um, I am going to very, very proudly say I think that was the best ESO live I've ever seen. Oh, my gosh. That was amazing. Yeah. Absolutely. It was, uh, it was, it was very good. And um, we'll, we'll talk about why here in a second. Uh, one of the biggest things is... Um, the interview that they had with uh, the audio director, Brad Derrick. Oh. Um, yeah, we're going to dive into that. But a couple of other things. They had some announcements before they got to the interview. 
And uh, the first one was the Endeavor system that we talked about on our first show back. Um, this is not going to be launching with Blackwood. That's going to be coming in, in a future patch. Um, and that's basically the system that we... Was that the first or second episode? Uh, I don't know. Anyway, a quick, a quick recap on what the Endeavor system is. Basically, through things, through dailies and um, uh, quests that you do and things that you do within the game, pretty much everything that you do within the game is going to earn you a currency that will allow you to buy things from the crown store. Um, so you don't necessarily have to spend your hard-earned bucks uh, on stuff from the crown store. It's going to give players the opportunity to earn those. Um, biggest thing about the Endeavor system that uh, Jibs and I talked about is this is uh, Zoss listening to the folks saying, hey, man, I look, man, the stuff's expensive. <laughs> I am not, I am not going to drop 6,000 crowns on such and such. Uh, this will give you an opportunity to earn those items in game just by your gameplay. <laughs> uh, next thing that they covered was the critical role who does, they have a YouTube channel and a Twitch channel and yeah. they do, um, they play dungeons and dragons and they are all professional voice actors playing Dungeons and Dragons, and they're outstanding. They are doing an Elder Scrolls campaign. It's going to be a one-shot deal. And that is happening this coming Monday, May 24th. So if you download this show on Monday morning, you got something to do on Monday evening. That's awesome. You get to watch this on uh, their YouTube channel or their Twitch channel, and there are details on the Critical Role website. I think it's... Jibs will look it up. Um... Jess and Gina showcased some recent ESO fan art, which I think is really, really cool. I love to see when fan art gets um, showcased. And there were some really cool little pieces in there. So if you want to um, uh, check those out, those are going to be on Twitter feeds. Um, I don't think they did an article on it or anything, but um, just some really, really cool art that folks have done out there. Yeah, that was good. I love. I'm a big thing. I'm a big fan of um, fan art, and particularly like um, environmental stuff. And you know, just seeing the fan art today, very, very, very cool. Um, I don't know, man. I just appreciate that. Yeah. I'm get. I I love that stuff. That's good stuff. Yeah, I love it too. Um, yeah, and then um, they got right into the interview with uh, Brad Derrick. Now, if you don't know who Brad Derrick is. That is okay. He is the audio director for Elder Scrolls Online, which means that is the dude that makes the music. That is the dude that sets the tone for every single quest, every single zone, every single dungeon. So if you like the music, then you're going to like this guy. Even if you don't like the music... You'll love this interview if you oh. catch the VOD because Brad Derrick is an outstanding forward-facing figure for Zoss. Yes. I was so impressed. First of all, I was impressed with Jess and Gina because they really have found their comfort zone in interviewing and, and yeah. uh, presenting and stuff. And you can really tell... 
that they have um, that they've really just blossomed in that comfort zone of doing these ESO lives. And they did a great job interviewing Brad. Um, but I think that Brad Derrick is just a fantastic character. He just seems like a really fun human to work with. He seems like a, a person who really loves his work and has a ton of passion in what he does and what his team produces. Cause it's not just him. I mean, he's got a team of people that helps him do stuff and um, you know, they bring in people for different uh, audio. I mean, he's, he's audio director. So he's not just writing the music and getting the music recorded, but he's in charge of a lot of other things that have to do with audio. So um, in order to sit in that position, he's got a, he talked about, you know, how they, how they would uh, induct somebody in to their team yeah. when they're, when they're hired. And uh, it, it's just really cool. He says, you know, they already know that the person is super talented when they bring them on board, but they have to make sure that that person, that person is going to mesh in a team environment. So uh, there, you know, some things that they go through in order to make that happen, uh, which I just thought it was, it was a super engaging interview and I was so impressed by the guy. I'm just fully man crushing on this guy right now. <laughs> he is so good, dude. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, it was, <clears throat> it was absolutely amazing. Um, amazing interview. Uh, Everything, and now that I'm teaching audio professionally, like it just, I just, I just appreciate this guy so much more. Um, you know, it, audio is audio is everything. You can watch a stream but if you don't have an audio. You don't have audio. You, you know, it's you're everything. It's just like you, it, it, you can't fully embrace what what you're watching. You know, it's same with TV. It's same with, it's same with. Um, a movie or a video clip, you know, audio truly is everything. That's why podcasts are so popular because it gets people to be like, you want to be in a conversation. Like you, you get to be a fly on a wall. Right. And, um, so just hearing him talk about audio, it's just, to me, it's, it's the lifeblood of everything that we get to enjoy in life. That's what audio is. And, um, as a musician, Myself as a drummer, hearing him talk about pl- loving his thing for drums, and and just all these other, and he's writing for all these instruments, and it's just oh, it man, it fed my soul, man. Like it was just like oh, I loved every bit of it, and he's so engaging. He was so yeah. incredibly professional. It was obvious he knew so much about what he was talking about, but he delivered it in such a way that just left you. Like that guy could do a dissertation. That guy could do a TED talk, and I would totally listen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, absolutely yeah. amazing. Well, it's um, like to me when when a musician talks about music, I compare it a lot to, and I, I hear this a lot with you, Jibs, because you're a musician as well. Um, I mean, you know Brad Derrick, but yeah, pretty good. Yeah, what? Okay. That's oh, a, oh! You said I'm said, no Brett. No, 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 no! I'm not. No, I'm not. <laughs> we probably wouldn't have this show. I'd be here talking. I'd be squawking by myself because Jibs would be making music. Um, <laughs> no, honestly, that that's that's just a jest. I'm not taking anything away from you because you're very talented in your own right. But when you listen to a musician talk about music, 
I equate it to a regular person eating a cookie and a chef or a baker eating a cookie. Let me explain. When dumbass right here eats a cookie, I taste a cookie. It tastes as good. I like it. It's because it's as sweet. Okay. When a baker or a chef eats a cookie, they taste nutmeg, cinnamon, almond extract, yeah, van- vanilla extract, yep. brown sugar, whatever else goes in your damn cookie. That is what they're tearing apart. And in hearing the interview with Brad Derrick, it absolutely lends to that fact. And in it, uh, the the conversation he was talking about was like was with uh, he was talking about a drummer, and you can tell that when you have somebody that knows music that well, they can pick out if one of those instruments in this giant orchestra misses a note. Yeah, that's what we're dealing with when we're talking about somebody who is good enough to compose music. Yeah. Period, not just for a video game, but. Any video game nowadays, it's not that crappy two-bit music anymore. It is a score. It's an amazing, amazing piece. I said an amazing, amazing. I just created a word. Yeah, you did. It's an amazing piece that is created for these games, and games have become known for the music. So that's kind of the way I look at this and that's how impressed that I was with, with Brad and with video game music in general. I'm just super impressed by it. Um, I love this interview. Do not miss the chance to go here, especially if you like ESO music. And as a result of this interview, I have brought myself to my next wall of crazy. I nicknamed Brad Derrick Bard Derrick. And I think we need an NPC in the game who's a bard, and his name is Bard Derek. I'm just saying. Oh, oh 100%. How cool would that be, dude? Oh, my gosh. 100%. Yeah. Just name him Derek. Yeah. Just leave it all. Yeah. Oh, yes. Yes. And there was there was a bunch of people uh, actually in the chat, in the Twitch chat today, that was talking about getting a, um, a uh, housing. What do you call those? The housing? House guest? House guest. That's a bard. Yeah. It's a perfect opportunity to name him Bard Derek. Yeah. Wouldn't cool. that be cool? Oh, yeah, man. And then um, I think it is, this is another wall of crazy thought, but I think it's Final Fantasy fourteen, where you can, out in the world, you can collect sheets of music to put together songs to load into your jukebox in a house. Oh, that's cool. How cool would that be to be able to, to have Bard Derek? Play the songs that you have collected. You collect the sheet music oh for it gosh. out in the world. And then, boop, you freaking create it. After you get 10 pieces of the certain sheet music, you create the music. And then, boom, there it goes. That would be cool. And, and he sings it. Yeah, dude. Oh, man. Super, oh. super neat. Yeah. And you find rare ones that change the timing. Oh, yeah. Oh, man. I like that wall. I like that wall of crazy. Yeah, and he actually mentioned something that was really interesting to me today. Um, somebody had specifically asked him about the Bard songs in Elder Scrolls Online. 
the original 10 bard songs, including Red Diamond, um, those were all recorded by Maluka. Like she did the 10, I think she wrote a bunch of them. She wrote and recorded a lot of those initial bard songs for the game's launch. I did not know Isn't that. that. Yeah, it's pretty rad. And it's like... Um, Very cool. I I really enjoy Maluka a lot. I think she's, she's an incredible talent. And um, I would love to see her come back in some respect. Oh, yeah. And, cre- and create for the game. Yeah, that'd be really cool. That'd would. be very nostalgic. Yeah. yeah that'd be sure. cool. Um, so, yeah, I'm really, I'm really, really glad you, you brought up these points because, um, dang, that was so good. Yeah. That was so, so good. That, yeah. oh, I, I'll, I could just keep saying that on repeat, so we probably should move on. But, uh, <laughs> I, I do. There's a couple things that I that I wanted to to hit real quick, and um, I mean you could chime in if you want, but I think my I just want to talk about some of my favorite songs. Oh yeah, that, from the game that he has yeah. that he's written. Um, I think my all time favorite piece of Brad Derrick's. I think no, actually I think there's one I think from Jeremy Sole. And then one from, from Brad. Um, two from Brad. The The main score for Markarth, I don't know what the name of that song is. But it's the one that has like the, um, it's almost like a Zen type flute that plays. Okay. It's the one where you, if you take the way, if you take a, a way shrine to, Markarth and you landed Markarth, that initial song that plays yeah. absolutely set the mood. That's a good set one. Set the entire tone. It blew my mind. Um, the next one is, and this is going to sound crazy, Merkmire. Really? The soundtrack to Merkmire is very, very good. So, I did not expect that from you. You know why? Because we don't go there much. That's travel there that's and true. listen to that music, dude. It is amazing. Huh. But all-time favorite piece. I listen to the song every day. Is Kind's piece, and I'm pretty darn sure that that is Jeremy Soleil. I have to check. Well, but, well, um. Yeah, just take a second here. No, 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 that's fine. Hey, quick note while yeah. you're doing that. Yeah, it's Jeremy Sully. Is it? Yeah. That's awesome. Yep. Very cool. Um, if I was to think of my favorite score or scores from ESO or Elder Scrolls, I, particularly over the course of the last month, have really, really fallen in love with the Somerset soundtrack. Oh, yeah. There is a... Like, as you listen to these, they carry a certain tone, right? So, like, Greymoor is like that gothic. It's that it's that mysterious evil that's, like... It's like always lingering at the back of your, you know, the hairs on the back of your neck kind of thing. Whereas Somerset's vibe is always light. It's It has... um Not always, but it's light. It has this... It carries this 
this aura of just um, regal joy, and it it just it that's every time I hear it, that's just totally what speaks to me, man. It's just very. Yeah. Oh, it just it's beautiful. It's beautiful music and it really represents the world perfectly because yeah. that that chapter was just pure beauty, eye candy from beginning to end. Oh yeah, for sure. I'll and buy that. Definitely allow it. So yeah, that's kinda of where my head's at. Thank you for allowing yeah. that's where my head's at with <laughs> <laughs> You liked it. I, I opened up loophole for you to take yeah. that one take that one home. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um you actually Cheryl Cheryl, hi Cheryl, um in chat, she says, Okay, but have you heard the remake of Nerevar Rising for the Skywind mod? And my answer to that is no I haven't. No, oh, but now they I want added, to they added they added Dunmary lyrics. Now I'm really she wanting says to hear it's it. incredible, yeah. That's Dude. awesome. Mm. Yeah, I think I for me, that one. I think for me, probably my favorite score, and I'm not going to say favorite. This to me is because I can't choose one. Um, I just I love too much music. I appreciate too much music to pick one, but I will say the most iconic to me in my gaming experience that has stuck with me. Every time I hear it, it just you know you're like up, oh, yep. There it is. Halo 1 soundtrack opening menu. Opening menu oh, soundtrack. Oh, you're going all time now. I'm going all time. Oh, okay. Said, I'll buy that. It says from any video game. So I went with, that's kind of where my head's at is because it, I know it's gone through iterations throughout the years. And honestly, I could say the same thing for the Morrowind intro, the Oblivion intro. You know, like they all carried certain parts of my life where it really hit home. But for me... Yeah. Like I remember the whole like you hear these songs and you're like ah, I remember we had to trick my friend's grandpa into buying Halo just so we could play it, like you know and you, like, you know, it's totally how he I, didn't want us playing games wow. while you shot other people. Yeah, that's pretty much how it went. And so I just I remember these things and I'm like, it just brings you back to memories. And for me, I think probably the most iconic to me as a gamer. Overall, that's carried with me is probably the opening menu music from Halo One. Okay, yeah, I'll buy that for sure. Um, I, I do. I can vaguely remember that. Well, if you're going all time from any video game, then I'm gonna go all time from any movie. What? Okay, all right. Which could kind of also be video game because this one was also yeah. in. Actually, damn it, I might have to. That's all right. I, there's there's no wrong, nothing wrong with that. Dang it. <laughs> all right. Okay. So the first one, I guess, would be, and I, oh, God, don't kill me if I butcher the name, but I think it's regarding Hobbits. Oh. Which is the, yeah. you know, that one, it's, oh, I just killed it. Um, It's the one, it's the basic uh, Lord of the Rings one. Everybody recognizes it, but it's when they're in Hobbiton. That one will get me yeah but if you want to know the one that will truly bring tears to my eyes because it's there's so much nostalgia here it's insane you're gonna know it binary sunset from star wars oh dude uh that will make me cry every time that's so fr- good it's, there's so much raw emotion and history yeah. And lore 
and story in that one oh. in the in the first few notes to that score binary sunset for me and just look it up on spotify folks or whatever wherever you absorb your music and you will hear it and you'll know it if you're a star wars fan just like oh yeah i get it now i know why cash is a giant girl scout when it comes to that one that's a dude those are nice polls can i add one yeah yes please do so um I was in a classroom the other day, and the teacher in the background while students were working was playing the Misty Mountains. The Barney soundtrack. No. <laughs> Definitely not. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I totally no, that ruined good. that. Oh, no, it was good. Uh, <laughs> it was on a... Th- someone had made it into a three-hour repeat, which totally fed my soul, because I didn't know that was a thing. But the Misty Mountains cold from The Hobbit. The version that they oh, that they yeah. sing, oh, dude. Yep. Oh man, I just instantly I'll go into. I had to like yes. lower my voice so no one would hear me, but I'm sitting there. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just totally oh, yeah. just and that to me is, oh, because that is what they sang in Bilbo's in his home before they the night before they left. Yeah, I, dude. Yes. That screams to me so many, not just the song, the fact that it's dwarves and the, the culture and just, oh, it's yeah, so bud. good. Yeah, bud. So good. So good. Hey, quick, quick thing. Quick thing. Um, so earlier we were talking about um, Critical Role when they're doing the stream. It's at 7 p.m. Pacific on Monday. So 10 p.m. EST over the Twitch stream. Perfect. All right. It, just, don't Thank be you. like stroked out on me. Or, <laughs> and then also, uh, there was something else that happened this past week. There was a tease put out by Chip Theory Games. And props to chat. I'm, I'm not sure who was it. Who was it said that here in chat? Um, but um, something coming, more information coming in 2022. Now, Chip Theory Games makes tabletop games. All right. Yep. So, with this, they are teasing more info coming on an image that looks like um, the Elder Scrolls online symbol, or logo, excuse me. And then, it looks like a whole lot of uh, hexagon shapes, a.k.a. um, tabletop. So we may have something coming now with tabletop. Which would actually be pretty cool. I'm all for anytime you can take this brand with Elder Scrolls Online and push it as far as you can. Really with any, like that's what you want with a brand, right? Like you want to push it as far as you can. And that's why we're such big proponents of books. I just (laughs) have a series of books. Um, Just kind of, actually kind of reminds me of what Star Wars is doing with a whole new series that they're doing. I don't know if anyone who's listening, you know, does a whole lot with... uh, or pays attention to anything with Star Wars, but they're doing this whole series right now, and it's just kind of like this whole um, entirely lengthy story that they're doing in Star Wars. And so, yeah, seeing something like brought over to Elder Scrolls Online, whether it's tabletop, like it looks like it's going to be, 
I hope they build on this. So if Chip Theory is making a tabletop for ESO and it has Bethesda and Zenimax, so they're collaborating. They're making something that's going to be a tabletop. I'm assuming it's going to be miniatures as well. I don't know. We'll see. I want to see... Oh man, I would love to see them push that brand. Push it into books. Push it. Please. Push it into Please. books. Push it into... Uh, gosh. You know, our, uh, I'm, it's totally rumors still, which I'm surprised... Actually, I shouldn't be surprised. They're probably holding those cards close to their hand. If this truly is a thing, you know, the Elder Scrolls Netflix series that's in talks. Yeah. Just, oh. I I, I don't want to get my hopes up on that. I mean, like, you and I look at it from from a position of, um, like, we're praying to the divines for it every freaking day because um, that is not only, like, right where our hearts are. But that is an incredible amount of content that we can that we could also cover. Oh, right here on the show, and and talk about on the show. I mean, and hey, look, I don't know if you guys knew yet, but like we do lore, so that would <laughs> that would uh, that would like tickle our, our lore buttons like big time. Is that a thing? Tickling lore buttons? I don't know. I mean, we can pretty much make anything a thing. When we you're can. on the mic, you can make anything up. <laughs> yep. As long as it's. Uh, I don't know. Oh, please. As long as you can't cancel but the yeah, word, the, I guess. Um, <laughs> dude, the, an Elder Scrolls tabletop, like a true... Oh, yeah. A true Elder Scrolls tabletop would be amazing. Because, you, dude, you know with the natural ones, we would dive right into that. Um, and you know, if you ever move to the Midwest, I would drive to your new location, and we would do that in person. That depends on what the kid does, bud. Oh yeah, that's true. Look, folks, I'm in the. Here's my dilemma. Okay, oh, here we like go. I don't know. Like I want to move from where I live so so bad and just move to a slower life and just enjoy, you know, enjoy my life in some peace <laughs> and get out of the rat race that I live in. Um, but hey, look, I got a I got a teenager who's about to go to college, so it's like, what do you do? Not going to be away from her. I will live in squalor to be close to my kid. So well, that's because you're a good. We'll parent. see. That's why. Yeah, because I love my kid. She plays ESO. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. All right. So Leia, when you ready for that lore? <sighs> this is a mead fueled sermon, my friend. Yes, I'm drinking mead. Mm, fantastic. I'm drinking. What are you drinking? Boonrati mead, a drink of the Irish medieval banquets, white wine with honey. It's a product of Ireland. I wish there was an Irishman around just to slap you right in the face as you did. <laughs> did you, by chance, um, oh my God, uh, Pixels and Pints, did you see his tweet Which this one? week? He tweeted us, and I laughed, and I felt so bad, because like Pixels and Pints is a friend of ours, and he does, he's a... He's a streamer. He streams on Twitch and he streams ESO. But his whole shtick is he does like a beer review. I mean, it's pixels and pints, right? So he does a beer review on his stream. And uh, so last week on our show, I talked about joining uh, a local world-class brewery in Southern California. And I had picked up some amazing brews and I was trying a very 
coveted and uh, and lovely bourbon barrel stout last week. Well, I guess I guess he thought he just goes, well, it's kind of like a review. And he uh, he tweeted something out that said uh, Cash's review of of the beer he was drinking on uh, on last week's show is going to put me out of business. <laughs> I was like, no, it's not, dude. Like, you're way better at that stuff oh, than I am. But like, I yeah, felt bad. Like, no. So I switched to mead this week, and no, I'm not going to review it. It tastes really good. So there, there you go. It's good. Very, yeah. very good. I, I laughed. I lolled pretty hard at that one. That was pretty cool. But anyway, if you haven't checked out. Uh, Pixels and Pints, do so. Twitch.tv forward slash Pixels and Pints. He's actually really cool to watch and super good dude. That's so. awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, man. All oh. right. More time. Let's do Enter it. my mind, Vestige, and walk with me through the shadows of past events. Come to my basement, Vestige. Whoa. Why did you start my lore lesson? Because you were taking a, a drink. With a nasty voice. Just give him a little, little, little whisper, dude. Lord lesson one sixteen. We are clicking right along. This one, folks. We figured since we're going to be heading here in about a week, we're going to talk Leoween this week. Uh, located on the southern area of the province of Cyrodiil, at the very mouth of the Nibbin River, lies a very charming and quaint city of Leoween. She is known as the city that spans the waters. Now, where Leoween is nestled is a swampy estuary on a strip of land between the provinces of Elsewhere and Black Marsh. Now, up and down this little stretch of, of water, this waterway, there's merchant vessels that travel from Topol or travel to areas like Topol Bay to the northern ports, such as Bravel and the Imperial City. Now, Leoween is the first settlement that they're going to see as they sail in from the rough seas of the Patamaic. Now, what I'm going to read next is an excerpt from A Guide to Leowin written by Alessia Otis, and it reads, Leowin is a bright and cheerful, prosperous town in the midst of Blackwood's swampy wilderness with wide, bright streets, large, comfortable houses, half-timbered or painted stucco, many of which are colorful and not too dirty or weather-worn. There are trees and flowering shrubs everywhere and peaceful plazas and ponds for quiet contemplation. Indeed, if it weren't for the raffish rabble of Argonian and Khajiit descent, Leoween would be a pleasant and safe place to visit. Now, one can only speculate that Alessia Otis, in writing that, is an Altmer. That's just speculation. Leads us to our first fun fact. After the death of Queen Alessia's champion, Pelinal Whitestrike, in the first era year 243, a messenger delivered Whitestrike's weapon, the Mace of the Crusader, to the settlement of Leoween. The mace itself, constructed by Zenithar, and you'll remember him as the god of work and commerce, the Mace of the Crusader had the ability to burn its victims in holy flame and to turn them undead. Now, many centuries later, a master craftsman by the name of St. Kalidas built the Great Chapel of Zenithar to honor the divine god and to properly house the Mace of Zenithar. It was said 
that those who prayed to Zenithar at the shrine could see visions of the mace across a massive void, but were unable to reach it. There's going to be more on that later. Now, a little excerpt here on the uh, Great Chapel of Zenithar. Seated majestically in the northern portion of Leoin is the Great Chapel of Zenithar. The building is divided into the chapel itself, a chapel hall, and of course, the Undercroft. Now, what would every Elder Scrolls game be without a building and an Undercroft? Here's a second fun fact. The quest in Elder Scrolls Oblivion, entitled The Path of the Righteous, sets the player on a path to retrieve to retrieve to retrieve the mace of the crusader to retrieve the mace of the crusader from the great chapel of Zenithar. Now retrieving the mace requires another ancient relic. This relic is called the boots of the crusader and it also requires a great leap of faith across a dark dimension. For any of you that played Oblivion you may remember that quest. It was such a good quest line. Yes, and it took place, it starts right in the Great Chapel that we just talked about. Okay. Leoween, as a city, enjoyed many years of peace and prosperity until the 5th century of the First Era, when the city was captured by Darlock Bray. We covered this gentleman when we talked elsewhere many months ago. The city was captured by Darlock Bray and his Khajiiti hordes during the Anequinine conquests. The chapel of Zenithar was converted into a holy place devoted to the worship of the Two Moons Dance, which is a philosophical study and martial training of the Khajiit. So they basically just moved in, wiped it out, and turned it into uh, worship for the Two Moons Dance. Now, Darlock Bray, who was known as the Golden Beast of Anequina, was a Khajiiti warlord most known for his brutal period of reign. He was on a conquest across Cyrodiil. It spanned across the northern wastelands of Cyrodiil along the border of elsewhere. He conquered the whole of Anequina and its surrounding territories for his chosen deity, interestingly enough, Mehrunes Dagon. Mehrunes Dagon is known to the Khajiit simply as Mehrunes. Now, during his reign, Darlock Bray burned the Grand Archive in Corinth, destroying the records of the province from the Merific era, wiped out their history. Now, it's unknown when Darlock Bray died, but an aspect of him returned in the Second Era, year 582. Might sound familiar to Elder Scrolls Online players. When he resurrected his entire army from the burial grounds at the Rimen Necropolis. It's a public dungeon. Eventually, the army was defeated by wandering adventurers. That was a really, and, really good public dungeon. I'm sorry. That was fantastic. Dude, <laughs> I grinded that dungeon for three freaking days to get the pieces for that cat. <laughs> I remember that. Oh, man. You remember? Yeah. And we grinded it on our necros, man. It was super fun. That was a good time. Yeah, it was. Okay. So, Leowin. 
Through the years, control of Leowin would change hands many times, eventually falling under the hand. Pay close attention. Eventually, Leowin would fall under the hand of the Longhouse Emperors in the mid-Second Era. If you don't know who the Longhouse Emperors is, we just did a lore lesson on them. So I think it was uh, two episodes ago. Now, Leowin would be freed by the hands of a Red Guard commander fighting in the name of Varen Aquilarios of Colovia. And that Red Guard was named Sai Sahan. Yeah. You'll remember this story that we've talked a few times, friends. Sai Sahan at the gates of Leowin single-handedly defeated both Emperor Leovic's forces and many of his own men who had been employed as double agents by Leovic and tasked with killing him. Oh, dude. How, <laughs> how cool would that be as a Netflix scene? <laughs> Just watching the Swordmaster go to work. Oh, yeah. Nothing but murder for like 45 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> to be continued. <laughs> so uh, this is something that I'm really looking forward to because I really enjoy Saisahan as a character. A statue of Saisahan was erected at the entrance to the Fighters Guild. So appropriate. In Leoween to commemorate his heroic acts of saving the city. So freaking cool. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, the lore and the history does not end at the timeline of Elder Scrolls Online. By the end of the Third Era, Leoween was brought back under control of Greater Cyrodiil when the Trans-Niben, which is the land on either side of the Lower Nibbon, is considered the Trans-Niben was annexed in an agreement between the sitting main of the Khajiit and the Empire of Cyrodiil. Now, struggles continued for the control of Leowin, such as the fight between the Empire and the Rangira Kreen. The Rangira Kreen was a Khajiiti criminal organization who felt all land along the Trans-Niben, including the city of Leowin, rightfully belonged to elsewhere. So racial tensions grew in the region where an influx of Argonians and Dunmer clashed with the native Khajiit. Weird how that would happen, but it did. Count Marius Caro, who the Khajiit blamed for driving them from the region's fertile lands and stopping their skooma operation, also continued to inject Nibenean culture into the city in an attempt to move towards a more mainstream imperial society in the city. Here's a little fun fact. During the oblivion crisis of the third era year 433, Leoine was besieged by Merun's Dagon and his cultish following. During the conflict, this was also known as the Great Anguish, oblivion gates from Dagon's realm of the Deadlands opened across Tamriel, allowing thousands of Daedra to invade. Remember, folks, by this time in Elder Scrolls history, this is a complete era later from the Elder Scrolls Online timeline, Mehrunes Dagon has perfected his Oblivion Gates. So he's popping them up all over the place. When we experience this in a week or two, 
we are going to see his very early iterations of trying to figure out how oblivion gates work, which I'm super freaking excited about. It's going to be amazing. Okay. Later in the fourth era, the imperial controlled Leoween would become its own city state. The nearby county of Braville, Bravel, would rebel against the empire and declare war upon the county of Leoween. Now, during the Great War between the Third Empire of Cyrodiil, this only lasted uh, two years or a few years, only four years. But this war, the Great War, was between the Third Empire of Cyrodiil and the Third Aldmeri Dominion, which is basically the Thalmor. And that took place the fourth year, year 171 to year 175. During this time period, the Thalmor forces of the Dominion would march into the southern coastlines of Cyrodiil and overwhelm the Imperials. They set up sneak attacks and they executed those sneak attacks at the same time with critical precision. Leoween was among the first cities to fall. And remember, folks, that's the fourth era. That's it. We don't have any more information about it because there's been no games beyond that point. So at the end of our current timeline in Elder Scrolls history, Leoween is under control of the Thalmor. Now, in closing, across the bay, if you can picture the very small opening that comes in from the Patamaic into Topol Bay, up that Nibbin River into Cyrodiil proper. On the other side of the city of Leoween is Blackwood. This is a dark and dismal swampland along the trans Nibbin and close to the border of Black Marsh. Now, next week on our lore lesson, we are going to dive into what we currently know about this mysterious locale of Blackwood. This is, as you know, not only the title, but a major landmark in Elder Scrolls Online's next chapter. Oh, man. Totally getting me stoked. Boom. I'm trying to give a little ramp up. Like, I'm tickling all the tickle parts right now. Tickling all the Just trying to get people uh, excited for it. Because the story, I'm so glad we're going to Cyrodiil and they've figured out a way to just like yeah three banners wars going on but there's a lot of other crap going on at the same time so yeah yeah pay attention to the show for the next uh, couple of weeks while we go through the stuff oh it's gonna be it's gonna be so good (laughs) it's gonna be so so good and I think you and I are both off at the same time for launch yeah, I'm going to take that day off on the, on the second. I'm going to take the second off, not the first when it comes out the second. We'll, uh, yeah. we'll get some game time in, boy. Yeah, yeah. I'm excited. Hey, that was awesome. Great job. Thanks, buddy. That Appreciate was that. really, really good. Um, well, hey, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in. This was uh, Lore Seekers number 116. We hope you enjoyed it. And uh, if you did, if you didn't, tell us too. But if you did, we want to hear about it. For every five-star review we got on iTunes... We show you some love with a shout out right here. We'll read your reviews right here on the show. So let us know how we're doing. Are you enjoying since we've been back? Let us know where we're at. We appreciate it. You can always call us 765-382-6961 or email us 
loreseekerspodcast at gmail.com. We're still very hard at work on our new website that'll be coming up very soon. So keep your eyes out for updates on that. If you're looking to join the official Lore Seekers community, the guild, uh, I was talking to the GM uh, Dade today, and I said, hey, are you seeing any change in, like, uh, are you seeing any more people showing up? And he's like, uh, yes. <laughs> so so you guys have been keeping them quite busy, and uh, keep on coming over. Love to see you all. LoreSeekersESO.org. That's the uh, community-built website that will take you to the official Discord server. So anyway, check that out, loreseekerseso.org. If you want to follow us on Twitter, you can do so by following Jibs at JibsIRL. You can follow myself at LoreSeekerCash, and the cash is with a K. Follow the show at LoreSeekersCast, and if you're interested in tabletop antics or just need an injection of some really fun content creators then come follow our tabletop antics at the natural ones DND. And we are live on Twitch this Sunday night and try to do all Sundays as much as we possibly can, but you can catch us on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash the natural ones DND. And you can follow the lore seekers podcast on Twitch at twitch.tv forward slash lore seekers podcast. Friends have a great week. We missed you. Hate to say we're leaving, but we'll be back next week. Have a great one. Good one? Great one. All of the above. That's right. And listen to some Elder Scrolls music to put you in the mood. Dive in. Enjoy the stories. And be good to each other, friends. Dilly dilly. <laughs>